Hi, my name is Rita Trotter, founder of The Health and Fitness Coach. Welcome to the Health Collective Podcast, where we talk everything body, business, balance and being for busy women looking to take control of their health, weight and body for good. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our Thursday evening episode of the Health uh, Health Collective podcast. I couldn't remember where I was for a second there. I hope you're all having an amazing end to the working week before we head straight into our fantastic Christmas and New Year's celebrations. I'm hoping you're all going to get some time off. You know, remember, if you haven't yet and you do want some advice or help about whether it's... Um, to do with uh, your body and health and weight over Christmas or whether it's to do with your January and 2023 goals, please, you know, go to the featured section, book in your free discovery call and let's just have a chat. Let's see what advice I can give you because absolutely everybody um, in here, you know, gets one of those calls. So if you need any help uh, finding the link, just shoot me a DM or if you just want to ask any questions, uh, send me a message and I'm more than uh, happy to open um, open the book and see what we can find for you. So getting back to today's uh, podcast, what are we talking about? Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is a phrase that I hear an awful lot of women use. Self-sabotage is a phrase that a lot of women use, but don't actually know what it means. What is self-sabotage? What does it consist of? Why do I do it? Why am I unable to consciously move past it? So self-sabotage is actually a phrase that I, for myself, don't tend to use because self-sabotage is simply the, the product of two areas of your subconscious clashing. That's all it is. And those areas are what we would call values and beliefs. So values are feelings that we want to have in our life. Values are things like love, connection, wonder, excitement, joy, happiness, passion. Values are feelings that we want to experience. Values are also feelings that we don't want to experience. So we would break them up into two subsections. We would say there are towards values and away from values. Now, towards values are those positive feelings that I just mentioned. So your towards values might be respect, connection, success, achievement, growth, contribution, love, uh, passion. Um, I don't know. There are all sorts of happy experiences and feelings that we have. I'm sure you can think of many, many more. And those values, although we all want them in our life, you know, don't get me wrong, probably everybody listening to this wants to feel happy, excited, passionate, love, connected, successful. There will be different values that have different levels of importance to you. So, for instance, I might say to one person, well, out of this entire list of positive values, what are the two that are most important to you? They might say uh, success and achievement. It's not that they don't value love. It's not that they don't value connection. But for them, the most important values were success and achievement. You might then ask somebody else and they 
say something like, well, my most important values are love and connection. Again, it's not that they don't value success and achievement, but they prioritize them differently. So in their mind, for them, love and connection have a higher priority of value than success, which is cool. We all have different values. What we perceive and feel our top values to be will then determine how we act. So again, we all have away values. So away values are things that we don't want to feel. So away values, you know, I'm sure you could think of many, uh, pain, fear, anxiety, um, despair, disappointment, guilt, shame, anger, um, rejection, uh, failure. I, usually people can come up with a lot more values that they don't want than ones that they do. So we all have away from values. And again, they will have different importance and prioritization for different people. Some people might say my top away from values are I never want to feel rejected or lonely. Somebody else might say I never want to feel angry and in despair. It's not that that person wants rejection. It's just that they don't value it as much in terms of, you know, having it out of their life as as anger. So we all have these top values. So if I asked you, what are your top two towards and your top two away from values? You'd probably write something down. And, you know, if you've got pen and paper, do this, write down what are those top two, top two towards and top two away from. And they're probably going to be completely different to the person sitting next to you or the the person in the next room. Everyone's got different values. Now, Where the self-sabotage, where that starts to come in is twofold. One is if our values are in conflict. So I'll give you an example. It might be someone said my top towards value is success and my top away from value is rejection. Now, can anyone hear a problem with that? Anyone at all? Let me know. Anyone? Anyone? Okay. What's the problem? To be successful in most areas of life, you will experience rejection. It is an absolute matter of fact. Let's say you want to be successful in business. So you have started your own business and you want to make it the most successful um, lingerie business in the world, right? You are going to be competing with Ann Summers and various other brands that I'm not very good at. So please help me out. I'm not very good on those kind of brands. Don't know why I picked lingerie, but you are going to be competing with people. There are going to be people that don't like your message. There will be people that don't like your product. They are going to reject you. There are going to be shops that don't want to stock it. There are going to be advertisers that don't want to take you on as a client. Whatever it might be, you will be rejected. And that's okay. Because no one who's truly successful in any area of life can please everybody. If you please everybody you wouldn't be successful because you wouldn't have a specificity. Even the likes of Amazon cannot please everybody. There are millions of people across the globe who hate huge conglomerations like Amazon because they feel that they're destroying the high street, because they feel that they're taking over you know, um, the entire mental well-being of, you know, the planet. They they have an issue with Google, with Microsoft, with these, with Facebook. 
you know, all of these huge corporations are amazingly successful and they get rejected by people on a regular basis who picket them, who, you know, take um, strike action against them, who slander them. They are rejected. So if we have success as our top towards value and rejection as our top away from value, can you see that there might be an issue? We're never going to create that true pleasure of success because the fear of rejection is too great. So we get to success to a certain point. Let's say we get to a success which is just hitting our top barometer of where we feel that we should be. And then what we do is the fear of rejection creeps up, creeps up, creeps up. We do something to sabotage and destroy our success because the fear of rejection is so heightened that our mind trying to keep us safe from that fear of rejection does something, makes us choose to do something that will destroy that success. Because we all have what we could call like a, a temperature guide. Sort of let's imagine you've got, um, I don't know, this time of year, everyone's got the heating on, right? You've all got either smart thermostats or old-fashioned dial thermostats, whatever it might be, but you're all keeping your houses at probably slightly different temperatures. So imagine you have a thermostat for success and your thermostat is set at 19 degrees. And as soon as you start to fail and you're going down in a negative spiral and maybe your thermostat starts to go down and you hit about 16 degrees and you go, oh, this is too cold. This is not who I am. I'm not a 16 degree kind of person. I need to crank it up. I need to do something to be successful. I need to put on the heaters and get going and make some sales and do X, Y and Z. And you generate success and you're moving forward and the heating is going up and the dials going up and you reach that 19 degree mark, which is where you're comfortable. That's where you set your standard, your limit. Well, what if that success keeps getting successful? You make more money, you make more sales, you generate more revenue and you grow in size, you hire people and your thermostat of success starts to hit 20, 21, 22. What if it is 23 degrees, four degrees above where you feel comfortable? What happens now? <gasps> what if I get so successful, people don't like me? What if I do something and people hate me for it? What if I say something and I'm I'm now being noticed and people take me up on it and they don't like it and I get slandered or I get, you know, uh, talked down? What if I get judged? What if I get rejected? So as soon as that thermostat hits a level of success that you're just so uncomfortable with, the fear of rejection is too great to handle, your mind will subconsciously sabotage you. You will do something to destroy success to a point that you're comfortable again. Make sense? It's the same in anything. Imagine love was your top towards value and pain was your top away from value. Again, I'm really sorry to tell you, you are screwed. Who here, and please put it in the comments below, who here has ever truly been in beautiful, intimate, passionate love and not felt pain at some point? Who here has found the love of their life, but not either in previous relationships or in the, the current one, felt some sort of pain. I know I have. Love and pain go hand in hand. It's almost impossible to have one without the other. So if pain is your top away from and love is your top towards, again, you have a thermostat, you have a dial of love. Maybe you get into a new relationship and your thermostat is set at 20, let's say. 
then you get into this new relationship and it feels amazing and passionate and you're in that sort of loving stage and everything's just wonderful and that dial starts to heat up and heat up and heat up and then it you know maybe a year two years in it it hits that 20 degree mark and you go okay this is good this is exactly where I want it and then you keep going maybe you then carry maybe you have a child together maybe he proposes maybe you buy a house together and that thermostat keeps going up and now it's at 23 24 and you go this is too much what if there's going to be pain my brain tells me that there will be pain if I continue to do this. So as much as I want love in my life, pain will always win. So the fear of pain is too great. So I'm going to sabotage the relationship and get back to where I'm comfortable at 20 degrees. So whatever we do, if our values are in conflict with each other, we're going to end up giving in to one. And the one that you will always give into will be your away from value because pain is a greater motivator than pleasure. If I said to you, there is £2,000 on the other side of the country, all you've got to do is walk for 50 days to go and get that £2,000. Maybe 5% of you would bother to walk for 50 days to get 2,000 pounds. That is you going towards pleasure. Not a lot of you would bother to do that. If I said to you, there's 2,000 pounds in your handbag and someone's trying to steal it and take it away from you, are you going to work damn hard to stop them? Absolutely. The pleasure that we move towards has a far greater pull on us than the pain that we're trying to avoid. So whenever you have a towards value and an away from value that are in conflict, the away from will always win, which means you will never truly be happy because you will never truly achieve your top towards value because you will always sabotage before you get there. So the first thing you want to do is if you feel that you're self-sabotaging in a relationship, in your career, in your body, is what are the values that I hold and are they conflicting against each other? The second problem comes along when we have beliefs about what we need to do to achieve values. So I'll give you an example. If we take this this hypothetical person who values success and achievement, and I said to them, what do you believe you need to do to be successful? Again, you know, if you can think of anything, let me know, whether it's in a message or in the comments. Tell me, what do you believe you need to be successful? Is it to work hard? Is it to uh, put others' needs before yours? Is it to prioritize work above everything else? Is it to be in the office after everyone else has gone home to prove your worth? What is it that you believe you need to do to be successful? What are all those cliches that we grew up listening to? You know, Work hard. Money doesn't grow on trees. Everything was about sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice to get what you want. So if you want success, I need to sacrifice. I need to work more, work longer, work harder. I'm not saying work isn't important, by the way. I love work. But work, when it's the belief that that is the only thing that will generate success, and then you're sitting there going, I wonder why I'm not taking time to exercise. Well, of course you're not. because. If you also have a belief, for instance, that you don't have enough time, 
I can guarantee 90% of you believe you don't have enough time. If your belief is I don't have enough time and you have another belief that says I must work harder and harder to achieve success, when you do have time, when you have that spare hour to exercise, to meal prep, to relax, to meditate, what are you going to do with that hour? Are you going to look after yourself? No. You're going to sabotage it and go and work because you have a belief that says that is what I must do to be successful. And that is one of my top values. So our beliefs about what we need to be and do to achieve values oftentimes conflict with each other, which is usually why people's weight and health and body is so far down a list. It's because we don't have beliefs about our body. We don't value our bodies. I can guarantee, unfortunately, that most people watching or listening to this, if you're listening on the audio podcast, most people listening won't value their body, even if they pretend anywhere near as much as the love of their family or the success of their career. Which means if it's not even in the top two values, why would you take any behaviors to work to improve it? We only start to really care for our body when we see it, when we believe that our body is necessary to achieve those values. So if your value is success and you have a belief that says, I need to be as fit and strong and energized and vital as possible to achieve that success, well, then you're going to treat exercise in a very different way than if your belief is, I just have to work harder and harder and harder. If your belief is I need to be fit and healthy to make sales and improve my client experience, to improve my marketing, to to go to networking events, to be seen, to you know take my business around the globe. If your belief is I need to be fit and healthy and toned and happy in my body to do that, then you're probably going to spend an awful lot more time on your body than if your belief is, I must just work harder. So we have to look at what our beliefs are. And if our belief is essentially prioritizing everything else above our health, then it's no wonder why you can't keep the weight off, why the body is always the last thing to be seen and the first thing to go. So what I would say is if you find yourself self-sabotaging or harming your body in any sort of way, look at your values. Are they conflicting? And look at your beliefs. Are they helping or damaging your ability to be healthy, to lose weight, to be the woman that you want to be? So this is where we need to really start to understand what self-sabotage is. It's an association. Your mind and you are separate. I know that sounds odd, but it's true. Your mind and you are separate. Your mind is not you. Your conscious self as female, as a woman, as a human being is separate to the mind. And the mind, as soon as something happens, creates an association. It creates millions of them throughout your life, billions, trillions of associations. At some point, your mind probably created an association that said, If I am to be loved, I must only ever put them first. Maybe it created an association 
when you're a kid watching your parents do overtime and come back late and not really spend much time with you. Maybe you create an association that said, if I am going to be financially independent or affluent, I need to work 12 hour days. Your mind has created associations. So even though you as a conscious being may know are not true, your mind doesn't, your mind can't tell the difference. So this association is now stuck. So this is what I mean by when I say self-sabotage isn't really self-sabotage because it's not you. It's your mind making a choice. And your mind's job has really one job only, keep you safe. As human beings, look at us. Put us in the wild animal kingdom without our mind and see us survive. We'd suck. If we didn't have a mind, if we were just an unaware being, we have no claws. We do not have sharp teeth. We do not have fangs. We are not poisonous. We do not have armor. We are essentially, physically, weak little prey upon fleshlings. So without the mind, we are evolutionary extinct. So our mind has one job. Keep us safe. It did when we lived you know, in deserts and the bush, when we were facing predators of tigers and lions and bears, am I, when food was scarce, when water was scarce, it wasn't because we were physically strong that kept us alive. No, we evolved to become the dominant species on the planet because of our mind, because it kept us safe. So if your mind's job is to keep you safe, what is it going to do? It looks for danger everywhere. Its entire job is to look for danger on a regular basis, and it's going to find it in your away from values and beliefs that you hold about them. So self-sabotage doesn't have anything to do with willpower. It doesn't have anything to do with motivation. It doesn't have anything to do with what you consciously want. It has everything to do with the associations that your mind has made. So what you first need to do as an action point from this is to write down your values. What are my top towards values and what are my top away from values? Once you've written them down, decide what maybe the the top one or two are. And then what are the beliefs that you hold about them? Do I believe that I must be a martyr to be loved? Do I believe that I must lose my sense of self to be connected? Do I believe that um, to avoid rejection, I must never be unique or individual or seen? Do I believe that to be successful in life, I need to be so tunnel vision that everything else is, is second um, on the list? So I want you to Really think about what your values are and then what beliefs you hold about them. And look, are any of my values in conflict? Are any of my beliefs in conflict? Are they helping me? If you're struggling with your health and your weight and your body and your beliefs and values are in conflict, then of course the weight isn't going to drop off. Of course, you're never going to be able to find time because your mind isn't going to look for opportunities to exercise. It's going to look for opportunities to work more or care for your family. Nothing wrong with that. But if you want to change your body, you have to change your values and beliefs or at least the way that you use them. So look, if you need any help with this, 
then just shoot me a message or like I say, you know, book in for uh, a a free discovery call and let's have a chat and see if there's anything that I can do to help you on your journey. But in the meantime, go and do this action point. Realize that self-sabotage has nothing to do with willpower and is all a survival mechanism of the brain that you have the ability to change, but you have to first of all be aware of what is happening. What are the conflicts internally? Because awareness is the first step to you know salvation you can't change a behavior unless you're aware that it's there so create that awareness and if you need any help changing those behaviors those beliefs and those values and actually starting to prioritize your body in a way that aids your success at work aids your relationship with your partner aids your relationship with your kids improves your confidence improves your sales improves your sex life improves your motherhood improves your intimacy improves every area of life because the body is the foundation of all of it if the body is going to part the rest is never going to truly be extraordinary. So if you need any help, shoot me a message, book in for that free discovery call. You can find it in the featured section of the group. And in the meantime, that just leaves me to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful weekend break. Like I said last episode, we're not here next Wednesday, but I will see you next Thursday, the 29th. And go and enjoy. Have fun, be merry, and I'll see you on the other side. All right, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you need any more information, help or advice, or would like to book in a free discovery call to discuss your health, weight and body shape goals and the best way to get you there, head to www.thehealthandfitnesscoach.com for more information and links to our social media or message us at plus four four seven seven six nine six nine zero six seven nine or email us at Rita R I T A at the health and fitness Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. In the meantime, live, love and learn.